Michigan State plays Maryland this weekend in a game of football. And yes, we got a fun guest joining us to guide us through the tunnel into the light. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The greatest people of all time. Yes, that is you, the listeners and viewers of Locked on Spartans. Hey, simmer down over there, please. All right, we'll, we'll get to you in a minute. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Folks, MSU is 2-2 two and two this season. They have been kind of lambasted the last two weeks. But in our darkest times, we seek whatever light we can find, and this light is provided to us by a man that is behind an avatar of Ryan Fitzpatrick dressed up like a 70s porn star. He goes by Will Hunter. That's right, folks. Will Hunter back on the show. Will, old friend, how you doing, man? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, that's awesome. Great. Um, hey. <laughs> why did you what? why did you call on me for light? Who else am I going to call on? Like you, you always just are are there for us. Uh, you, you here's the thing. Well, like you're never on schedule, but you're always on time. Like you, right. you just know when to show up, and you text me, "Hey, I'll show up next week." And this was before the, the Minnesota game even started. And uh, hey, here you are. As I just had a feeling. You had a hunch, and unfortunately, <laughs> that hunch uh, paid off as Michigan State lost 37. No, sorry, only 34 to 7, excuse me. But yeah. here we are All right. going into a game in College Park this weekend. Well, I'm just going to ask you a simple question. We'll see how long this answer goes. But wh- what do you what do you want to see this Saturday for Michigan State? What do I want to see? Yeah, just what do you want to see? What do you want to see? That's, that's, um, it. that's all I got for you. Uh, uh, like Gruff Sparty helmet would be cool. Okay, awesome. There we go. So, because, like, I well, I think I'm in the middle of the stages of grief right now where, like, look, sure. you know, anger, denial has already passed. Now I'm at the bargaining stage where okay. I think I'd just be okay losing the game by single digits at this point. Like, yes, would I still be irritated on Saturday? Of course I will be. But, like, at the end of the day, I could be like, okay, steps were taken forward in a road game. This is this is good. Like, or is that – am I being true, too dramatic, Will? Because um, this is one thing that – uh we were really good at is me just having a constant meltdown and you're yeah. playing therapist, so to speak. So, uh, is that I would, fair? Just, yeah. I would accuse you of many things. I would never mm-hmm. accuse you of being too dramatic. Thank you. All right, there we go. That's, that's good that we're on the record with that now. So I'm going to tally that on the board for, for me over here. Um, oh, no, because okay. yeah, let's, let, let's get into it. Yeah. Let, let's level. Um, let's try. We'll try. Michigan state is, Going to Maryland as yeah. an eight and a half point dog, I believe. Yeah. Last yeah. check. Um, yep. Open. What did it open at? Do you remember? I think it was seven Six? on the dot. Uh, Six, bet online had like it at seven. So, yeah, regardless, yeah. a touchdown is what we'll call it. Yeah. There, there, there was some, uh, I think there, it may have, maybe it was early lines. I, Circa opened it, I think, at like four and a half or something. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so it is steadily climbed away from the Spartans in terms of uh, shifting it, trying to get anyone just please. They're out there spinning signs on South Las Vegas (laughs) Boulevard. Bet the Spartans, please. Just we need to balance these books, please. So um, when you're in that spot, like this this isn't Penn State. This isn't Ohio State. No, not necessarily. This isn't isn't Michigan. You know, this is not – one of the teams we like to think of as like, hey, this is a nationally top 20 program. This is the team that's going to win eight plus games most years. We, you know, we're going to go on the road and it's going to be tough. No, this is Maryland, Matt. That's Maryland. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the dirty Terps. Yeah. This is the the team, the program, not the team, the program. This is the program that Michigan State went to in 2018 when they could not do anything. Uh, remotely positive on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. and went there and still won like 28 to seven and Connor Hayward had like an 80 yard touch. Like, yeah, just, 
just it's like, oh, thank them. God yeah. that you, you're like struggling and slogging. You look up, you're like, we're going to Maryland. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God we're going to Maryland. Well, I know. Well, I know. Uh, yeah. Like, look, because like usually the Maryland medicine like hits in November. Like that's usually oh, yeah. when the game is. It's and by early. then, like they are long checked out. And that that's that's what's been like beating me up They're all vibing. summer. I know. And like, look, I, I was a little weary looking at this game in the summer too. And that's before I knew like Michigan state was going to have this many struggles, have this many key players that are hurt. And now it's like, Oh boy, Maryland actually looks somewhat okay last weekend against Michigan. Like, look, one of the yeah. things that we want to see from Maryland, like I still want to see Maryland be full Maryland, like be the team that has the the football bounce off your face mask on the opening kickoff, you know, drop need, that wide open third down catch. Yeah, like they did fall asleep on fourth and one. Like we just need Maryland to, look at their jerseys and realize that they are Maryland and that that they're just like the they're they're the human form of a six and six team. Like that that's just who we need to play on Saturday. I it's just a great don't know place if to they be. can beat that team though. Yeah. You know? it, it's a it's <laughs> yeah. a great place for your program to be heading yeah. to a program that's trying to rid itself of that stink. Like Maryland's like, can we please win eight games? Can we be something more yeah. than what we've been? And you're mm-hmm. going to that program to play them on their turf and you're just like hoping please don't be that team yet. Please still be Maryland. That's going to just absolutely screw this up in a hilarious fashion. That's just a wonderful place for your football program. Just praying for the downfall of another program so you can get a win. Yeah. I will say watching, watching Maryland against Michigan. I was, I was rooting so hard for Maryland, not because I wanted to see Michigan lose. I, I actually bet Michigan to cover. I was rooting so hard for Maryland because I wanted an indicator that the schedule, whatever, that they were going to transform, right? That we we need an indicator point and you can find it in Maryland season where you go, Oh, it's time for them to be Maryland again. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Time for them them to start checking out of every (laughs) game, just getting to December going on break. yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing that would be more Maryland football the last 15 years than beating Michigan on the road. Yep. It's yeah. like an amazing win coming home and falling yep. flat on your face as a, like a nine point favorite against Michigan state. That's just like drunk, stumbling one leg missing. Dear God, help still, us. And just still losing, a little drunk. Yeah. yeah losing right. 34 to seven to that team. somehow. <laughs> that, that would just like, I needed it. And I was like, that's going to happen. Come on Terps. But now they're like motivated. Like we can hang with Michigan. We're yeah. good. We can do it. But we, they still want blood because they didn't get that taste. They didn't get the victory. Ugh, so close. So catch a kickoff. Well, catch a kickoff and you win. Just catch a kickoff. That, that's not a asking kickoff. a lot. That's not no. asking a lot. Just no, bare kickoff. minimum. Bare minimum. The guys. It's not like they stuck you back there. In theory, they stuck a guy back that's there. Looked like who who should be pretty adept at a catching and then be running through some traffic and getting good yardage on a kickoff in theory. They're not lacking for talented players. So you would think they could get someone, but no, they threw you back there. Once again, it's Maryland. Before he tried to catch the ball, he looked at the 10 players in front of him and they were all wearing Terrapin helmets. And he's like, Oh, that's right. Play for Maryland. Bonk. Yeah. Right off the face mask. What, what state flag is my helmet made out of? Ah, that's right. Oh, that's oh, that's right. We're gonna go six and six this year again. We, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna stun the world in the big yeah. house right now. Gotta we're drop gonna, one. We're gonna step on every rake possible that, that we can step on. Yeah. It's it's great. So Matt, you can't I lose just, six games without losing one. So you got to lose one. Amen, amen. Uh, and why not two this weekend? Well, I. I have an internal dilemma right now because, sure. look, okay, and this is really going to take a turn here. No one is going to know where I'm going with this next, but obviously Hurricane Ian is ravishing, like, you know, the eastern side of the country. <laughs> what? Yeah, you like that setup here? Uh, that rain and wind could blow up to Maryland in College Park. The, for- the forecast is calling for, like, 15 to 25-mile-an-hour winds, mm-hmm. nothing but rain. That's going to limit Maryland's passing game. Okay, yep. and Michigan State's run defense you feel good about. The game's going to be on the ground. This gives Michigan State the better chance to win. So, does this mean that I'm like pro Pro hurricane? Like, like I don't want it to come out like that, but like I, I fear that I I can't unpaint myself out of this corner here. That I have to root for horrible weather in College Park this week. Yeah, or Spartans to have a shot. Um, Well, it's technically not a hurricane. 
anymore. Okay. Okay. That okay. Um, that that helps. That helps my talking yeah. points. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Tropical storm. It could be a hurricane Tropical by storm. time it hits South Carolina, which it's it's slated to do soon. We'll see. Um, yep. Okay. Okay. So your boy, your boy jumped on that Clemson NC State under. <laughs> uh, that is, listen, th- that's not taking advantage of anything. That's <laughs> no, just called right? a financial that's opportunity the taken. That's, that's the market, yep. baby. It was that's low. I was like, that's super low. Oh, yeah. Hurricane. Yeah. DJ yep. U- Uyunglele. Yeah, let me jump on that. I, oh, do you know, if there's anyone that can throw the ball through Gale Force window, it is DJ Uyunglele. <laughs> like, that man throws a five-yard it. slant route with the same speed he throws, like, a 50-yard go route. This thing is coming 85 miles an hour off his hand regardless. It's so, like, I don't know. It's like loading know. a football into a rocket launcher, just a, an yes. air-to-ground stinger <laughs> missile. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know that, that, that logic lot. might actually somehow fail but i digress back to the state game and rooting the for who the the state game the the michigan uh, state football sports playing yeah. uh saturday 3 30 p.m on fox sports one will um actually do you know what hey let's let's pause here we'll get to more about the game just the program as a whole but first i, I gotta talk to people's ears off really quick about underdog fantasy will which you gonna click off your little avatar right now sorry gang underdog fantasy they're here to make your game days fun whether it's saturdays with college sundays with nfl because it is the best way to do daily fantasy it's it's sensational oh and by the way this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy the easiest place to spice up college football season sorry i missed that note right at the top all right it's very easy to play in my pick for this weekend, for example, I have picked under 241.5 passing yards for Peyton Thorne, over 71.5 rushing yards for Jalen Berger, over 51.5 receiving yards for Jaden Reed, and also for Maryland, over 71.5 rushing yards for Ro- Roman Hemby. That's $5 to win 50 smackaroos. That's right. It is so easy. And also, what's better than ease? Well, how about just money? Underdog Fantasy is here to give you some sweet cash. Sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word, LOCKEDON. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Deposit $100. Get $100 for free with promo code LOCKEDON. All one word. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON. It's all one word. For deposit 100, get up to 100 for free. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. One more time, gang. Underdog fantasy. And as we welcome back the wonderful Will Hunter. That's right. Hey, thank you so much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Will, who has the better shot of thriving here on Saturday? Is it going to be the offense or is it going to be the defense? It's kind of... Really weather dependent question, I think, because if it is as bad as the weather, you know, sounds like it's going to be, I think it's going to be the defense. But if it's not, then like, I don't know, it's not like Maryland's defense is anything to write home about. So I, who should, who should I have faith in? Will? just, just tell me. That's probably the easier way to ask that question. It's good to know that despite doing this for a year by yourself, you still can't do a live read. You know, uh, I did get tripped up on the very first <laughs> sentence of that uh, live read. Yeah, so um, forgot a part. Got to go our, back. Uh, sorry to our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, promo code locked on, all one word. But uh, we, we, go. we got it. We, we got no, it. You're actually, good. you're good. Yeah, I just winding the road. What was your question? Oh, who do we have more faith in? I don't know. Um, Great. Okay. <sighs> that's okay. <laughs> so that's that's a fun thing about like uh, watching the reaction. And mm-hmm. fun is fun's in air quotes there. Um, Big time. Yeah. Fun thing about watching the reaction to the first half last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, went into halftime and it was just a completely one sided, just embarrassing, embarrassing affair. But at the same time, it was 17 nothing. And yeah. we're not going to write home about giving up 17 points and a half because if you double that, that's 34. That's not great. But it's, it's still not, not it's yeah. not 28 and a half. It's not, you know, 24 and a half. It's not something where it's like, okay, this thing's over. And if the offense had just had a, a sign of a pulse, not even a just something, pulse, just something, just a sign of a pulse <laughs> at that game. If yeah. you play that half, we've, we've done this a million times across every single sport. Uh, you have a half where you're like, holy crap, we couldn't play any worse. How are we only down 10? That's a victory. Yeah, right. And if yeah. it was 17-10 or 17-7 going into halftime, it, there would have been like a, a much more formidable regroup 
vibe, I think, just like, okay, it's a 10-point game. It can't get worse than it was in that half. Although maybe it could. You know, we're, we're sort of at that mental space right now where it's like, eh, I don't know if I believe that this will get worse. I know. But still, I know. like one touchdown drive is not asking a lot out of an offense uh, in a half. And it, they had be. like six total yards or something. Like, so I think they ended up with like 60 total yards in the first uh, half. Two straight three and outs to start the game too, which yeah, was uh, just which, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so you're down 14 nothing in a snap. Um, yeah, but you know, if it's 17, seven or something going into halftime, then it's just a totally different feeling. You're like, okay, maybe we can make something out of this, but it wasn't, it was 17, nothing. And because the defense has been such a scarring issue, there was the comments were 10 to one on defense versus offense. And it was just yeah. like, Hey, can we, um, yeah. can we also get mad at the offense too? <laughs> like, I know, I know we we're really focused on Scotty and, uh, yeah. the defensive backfield and all that, but it's like, you know, the offense kind of stinking up the joint here too. But I I guess I would have more faith in them to sort of rebound despite struggles at the quarterback position for much of the season. The running backs um, having a tough go of it, we'll say. And then the Either not line. getting holes or when there is a hole um, – not yeah. getting it. And that's just the not offensive. me being a cranky fan. Like that's Mel Tucker saying that as well during the press no, conference. It's, like it's, and if it's you, not good. If you go back and rewatch slowly and try to pick apart, okay, why did this why was this a one yard gain? Half the time it's because it wasn't blocked right, half the time it's because the running back ran into a defensive tackle instead of through the four right. Which has been a problem before um I guess before Elijah Collins kind of took over because he had some decent vision. He's just not at all an explosive guy. He can get it sure. done in terms of like, he'll go to the right place. Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> you can count but like, it's like Kenneth Walker sort of made up his own things and, and sure. found his own holes magically. Uh, but it, it's been something that's been lacking at Michigan state, just like a running back with proper vision. Uh, and yeah. they're kind of lacking it this year. And then the offensive line is an inconsistent unit that just, I would, if you're grading them out on a curve, it's like, okay, they're average. Just they were average last year. They're average again this year. So um, all that said, I would still have a little bit more faith in the offense bouncing back. The skill talent is really good when Thorne can properly distribute it. Um, Jaden Reed's really good. Keon Coleman's special. Trey Mills is a good player. A couple sure. tight ends that can do some things. Running back, like it can work. You can score 30 with the offense. Uh, the defense is just such a mash unit combined with um, Mopey Eeyore crew. <laughs> like it's just there's that's no a good confidence. way to put it. There's that's no a good confidence. way to put it. No, it's why like, and why would there be? Like, yeah. Why would there be confidence? Like, it's it's yeah. hard to blame them for not feeling like we're gonna go out and shut these guys down. Um, so yeah. they're just they're in a bad spot uh, mentally, physically, spiritually. schematically. I guess spiritually, spiritually. everything. Schematically, just a bad yeah. spot. Um, I'm really interested to actually see, like, you know, when Mel Tucker says, uh, you know, I'm going to throw my two cents in there. Uh, we're going to change some things up, but I'm not going to tell you what. I'm actually curious to see, like, are we going to change Same. things up? I, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I won't say specific names or anything. I heard there will be some personnel shifting around in terms of the starting group. But as we've seen before, starting group doesn't mean playing 90 percent of the snaps group like. Guys get guys are rolling in and out because of one series, uh, Kimbrough's getting torched and he's on the bench, and then they put Justin White in and he gets torched. And like, all right, Kimbrough, you go back. It's like, yeah, give it another try, yeah, another go. <laughs> so who yeah. knows? But I, I, you know, I think they're going to try some different things. Hopefully, I'm interested to see kind of what that will be because, despite all of it, Matt, there are things that they can do to be better on that side there of the ball. There are, yeah, and, and you know, Hamp Faye, starting safety. You just heard it here from Will Hunter. That's the personnel change <laughs> right there. Uh, Davion Prim going to be starting at cornerback. This, I'm, I'm <laughs> what joking. happened to this, him? This is, uh, He's showing something. He's got some bursts. I, I don't know. Full yeah, string he, like, right back. The, the guy's Le'Veon Bell in spring practice, and all of a sudden, a week before the game start, hey, he's going to be a cornerback, by the way. Like, oh, sick. Awesome. That's Great to just get lied to uh, in the spring. Whatever. Hey, you know what? Mel Tucker's a man of mystery, and if that's just another thing he wants to keep mysterious, who am I to argue? Because, like, look, I 
And okay, like let's have this conversation now. Okay, we started micro sure. with the Maryland game. Now I just want to start with like the widest blimp view of the program possible. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to be on the same page here. I think a lot of people are on the same page, but it's still like there's still the whispers or maybe the shouts from the vocal minority of like, oh, we shouldn't have given him the $95 million extension. Like, oh, nice going. I uh, wish you had D'Antonio still here. Like, I still think Mel Tucker is the guy to turn this around. Like, have, have you moved on that at all after what you've no. seen the first four games? Okay. So I figured we'd be on the same page there. But, yeah, I mean, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm just going to rip off something that I heard. On the radio yesterday, this was on the uh, Valenti and Rico show. They kicked off their show with Ooh. this. Uh, M- uh, Michael Valenti and uh, Rico Beard, they, they do a radio show in Metro Never Detroit. heard of either of them. Uh, well, they we're going to steal something from them right off the top because, look, it's just like such a basic question to throw at you, but it's a good way to get an answer. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you for the future of Michigan State football under Mel Tucker? And I would give it like a, a two and a half. Yeah. And that two and a half is if this year's recruiting class completely collapses on itself like a dying star, you know? And then, like, he doesn't fire anyone in the offseason. But, like, I, like two and a half for me is where I'm at with concern long-term. Like, yeah, this year, believe me, that, if you listen to any show this week, you know that I think this year is probably toast and not maybe not going to end in a bowl game. But, like, long-term, like, the only way you get out of this hole that you're in is recruiting. Okay, well, who's probably the best recruiter that we could possibly get right now? Oh, He's already here in East Lansing. His name's Mel Tucker. So like that's that's kind of my whole point on it. If you wanted to add anything I didn't add or ease anyone's tensions that they have about the Mel Tucker era at Michigan State. Sure. Um, let me give you two stats. One is mine. I like stats. One, one is from the illustrious Spencer Dial. We're dialed in. Dialed in, baby. Let's go. Right, we'll me. start. We'll start with Spencer. You tweeted Let's this out at Spencer underscore dial on Twitter. Since Mel Tucker has become head coach of Michigan State, they've had 55 total transfers out. 55 players have left. Out of yep. those 55 transfers, five of them have landed at Power 5 schools. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's not a lot, Will. Uh, if I could be a, a math person, that's that's yep. not a lot. <laughs> One out of every eleven has been Power Five. Kalon Gervin went to Kansas. Trevor Rosenthal went to Illinois. Chris Jackson went to Washington State. Let's see if I can get the other ones. Um, there was a punter. No, 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 no. Oh, I don't even know the punter. Not a Australian. Crawford. Crawford went somewhere. Did he go Power Five? Um, I think so. He was no, no, no. Defensive back. Defensive back went to Duke. He was a special team. Dom Long went to Duke. Ah, Dom Long. There we go. Dom nice. Long went to Duke. And um, the linebacker yeah. who punched out a kid at the, at the frat when he was high or whatever. Uh, uh, Luke sh- went to Space Blind, I think is who you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 No. no, not Chase Klein. <laughs> Luke Fulton. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Luke, on me. Yeah, that's Luke Fulton me. went to Kentucky, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, Devontae Dobbs is – it is not playing football anymore. He was the best player in the 2019 class. He's doing the same thing we're doing right now. Will. Julian Barnett, who was a right. top 75 recruit in 2019, uh, is the fourth or the number four corner. He's not even in the two deep for Memphis at corner. Like it's just, it's that was tough. Um, let me pull yeah. up my stat as well. Actually, I don't even. Here you go. Here's the full list of players that signed with Michigan State out of high school as consensus top 500. Top 500 recruits, not mm-hmm. not four stars, not top 350, not top 300, top 500 recruits, and played meaningful meaningful snaps against Minnesota before garbage time. All right, ready for the list? Yeah, yeah, I, I got my pen out. Yep, yep. Okay, first one is Keon Coleman, okay, who is I've heard of him. the number yeah. 383 prospect in the class of 2021. Good player. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And that's the end of the list, Matt. Okay, got it. All right. Let me just cross <laughs> off number two then. All right, gotcha. Here's, here's a follow-up to that. Here's a follow-up to that. Ohio State. Like okay. Ohio State, since 2018, has signed a total of 14 players ranked outside the top 500. Okay, I, I didn't need to hear that. That's, so, <laughs> that's, that's Ohio State has signed with 20, 18, 19, 20, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Five classes. They've signed 14 kids uh, out of what? A hundred and probably they signed big classes. Yeah. They lose lots of drafts. So 120 kids probably. I didn't count yeah. the whole, but let's say 110 to 120. 14 uh-huh. 
have been outside the top 500. Michigan State played an entire game with one player inside the top 500. Yeah, I'm Matt, not, they're, like just... they're they're suffering from an issue of loft. Do you know what loft means? Uh, yeah, loss of fun talent. Uh, lack is... of fun talent. Sorry, lack of fun talent. Yeah, what lack of so, effing like, talent. To to play like devil's advocate, like I I get that. Like, hey, Michigan State has as a talent disparity, and that's you know shouldn't be this to... bad. It should, and that's the thing too. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, Ohio State's that good, but like we also just got our doors blown off by Minnesota, who like yeah. I can't imagine has that wide of a talent disparity. So like, yes, I hear those cries because I'm one of the people crying it, you know, right? Like I, I wasn't thrilled with what happened, you know, on the micro level, but yes, as you know, as we go back into our Goodyear blimp and, you know, do the full overview, like it, it, it's a stark reminder that it, it still is kind of a rebuild. And I don't think that's oh, yeah. really excuse talk. I don't think that's loser talk. And like, yeah, Hey, look, last year, things looked really sped up. Peach Bowl, 11 wins. You won some great games, all your rivalry trophies, but like. Got lucky a couple times. A little bit of a mirage is what maybe we're starting to think. And I don't know, like, I have a hard time saying, like, oh, it was a fluky season because, like, a fluke to me is, like, one play in a game. Like, you don't win 11 games by accident. Like, it's just like. No, 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 no. That that was an eight win team that got a little boost from having a megastar, right? You can have that in college football. You got an eight win roster and you have a Kenneth Walker, you have. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that Trevor Lawrence had bad rosters, but like a Deshaun Watson, Johnny Manziel is a good yeah. example. Eight totally. win roster, a special player gets you to 10, 11, right? Yeah. Which Kenneth Walker helped almost single handedly a couple times get them from eight wins to 10 wins. Um, like, we're going to see Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota go to Indianapolis off his back. Like, we, we could just look Jesus at who we played last Christ, week for that. So, that man is yeah. an oak. His, each leg is an oak tree. <laughs> It's he, he's a human bulldozer. I unbelievable. It's, it's crazy. He, he he tears his Achilles and he comes back <laughs> looking amazing. like Optimus Prime. It's, it's unbelievable. Anyway, it's absolutely wonder. Honestly, yeah. it sucked to see it, but I was like, I'm so happy that that dude's back, yeah. destroying <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> less than a year after tearing his Achilles, or just more than a year. Yeah. Anyway, it was an eight win, eight ish win roster um, that had a superstar that really helped them elevate some big time performances. Couple good breaks, bad punt by Nebraska, right? Stuff like that. But it's still, it was a quality team. This year's roster uh, is worse. And you didn't, you lost Kenneth Walker, who's a high-end pro second round pick, right? Yep. Other than that, everything else was like sort of lower down the the level of what you lost, but they lost six, seven late round slash fringe NFL players who had been around the program and had played a ton of football. And that matters. Jacob Panishuk yeah. had a ceiling. It was limited. Still a good football player. AJR Curie, yeah. still a good football player. Kevin Jarvis, Connor Hayward, Speedy Naylor. They yeah. were just good football players that had experienced, had been around, had scored touchdowns, had made blocks, had sacked the quarterback. Um, oh, God, what's I'm totally blanking on his name. Defensive end number 89. Oh, God, what was his name? Oh, Beasley? Beasley. Beasley, yeah. another one. Not yeah. a pro, but just like a good, solid college football player with good experience, right? And they're just kind of lacking that right now, especially Xavier Henderson got hurt. Darius Snow got hurt, right? Those are are guys that have been around, that are leaders, that are important. Jacob Slade is like the three most important pieces of that defense in terms of like lean on them. They're experienced. They're not going to be overwhelmed. They're not going to know where to go. They're going to do their job. It may not be at the highest level, but it'll be at an adequate Big Ten level. Xavier yeah. Henderson, Jacob Slade, and probably Darius Snow after that. It's like, right, especially considering what is left at linebacker in terms of ability to run the scheme that they're running. So, and then you got Jaden Reed on the other side, miss a game, and then is right. clearly hampered uh, against uh, Minnesota. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's where like I, I struggle because like I, I I hate excuses you know and, and hey I'm look, not a, yeah look, I'll criticize a, Scotty the, I'm happy right, to criticize and, Scotty yeah. but after the Western game it's like okay well Xavier Henderson's gone Darius Snow's gone those are two big players but still it's like hey like next man up that's only two guys you should be pretty good still but like wow it's just yeah, not there lose, right well then you lose Slade. And then Bogle goes down last game. Simeon mm-hmm. Barrow goes down, and, and now mm-hmm. it's it's looking like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. Man. There's just bodies <laughs> everywhere, and it, like Angelo Gross is hurt. Like I know he Angelo hasn't Gross had a good season. And, Angelo Gross right. was riding a bike against Washington while right. the offense was on the field. He had a big leg compression sleeve. Like he's hurt. 
Something I, is hurt. <laughs> so like, like, so here I am just like contradicting myself, but like at what point do the injuries start to add up? And it's like a legitimate, it's not an excuse injuries. anymore. It's a legitimate no, I mean, reason for why things yeah. are really this yeah. bad, this bad. I don't think there's a reason for it to be this bad because okay. there are still good football. Like this shouldn't be a Mac. It shouldn't look like a Mac team playing against a big 10 team, which was it's what it looked like last week. It did. It shouldn't yeah. look like that. It should look like, just a, a mediocre Big Ten defense, a, a below average Big Ten defense, not one that's like, oh man, this would be the fourth best defense in the MAC West, right? Yeah. It shouldn't look like that, which yeah. is what it looks like now. So it's not, I'm saying all this as a reason why I'm not concerned about Mel Tucker at Michigan State long term. Mm-hmm. His 2021 class was hot garbage because of COVID, because he signed uh, late in February, because by time he, he started even recruiting on behalf of Michigan state. Other teams had 10 to 12 players in their class. Michigan state had zero. It had to be built from scratch in a short amount of time with no visits. Right. And then zoom calls. Yeah. Zoom right. Calls is like number 46 in the country, a terrible class and half of it will be gone by the end of the season. Right. So you didn't even get that first yeah. group, like the first true Mel Tucker class in Michigan state. It was a class of 22. There's like nine, four stars. Some of yep. them have already seen the field. We've seen Van Summer and Mangum. We've seen we're going to see more of him. Uh, I've heard, like, yeah, he's picking things up quickly. We're going to start seeing uh, Caleb Coley, I think, eventually, yeah. unless he gets, like, banged up or something. You'll probably see him. There's guys you're going to start seeing from that class, but they're true freshmen, right? right. And that's sort of – we're in this point where – It's not the ideal. 20, the 2019 class, if you go back and look at it, the hits – and I, this like just comes from that no top 500 recruit sign. Like the hits are all lower and it's fine to hit on Cal Halliday, but Cal Halliday mm-hmm. was ranked where he was for a reason. He's limited athletically. He's not going to cover well. He does some things well. He's a solid yeah. player, but it's like he's not going to be someone that's elevating you and having like, oh, Cal Halliday, the Bronco Nagurski Award, <laughs> right? He's, sure. he's a good player, but he's not going to be the best defender the linebacker leader of an all world defense is just not that guy. Uh, Especially the way the game is maybe in 2013, he could have with the way the game was played and the way it's changed. Um, But the 2019 class, the 2020 class, the 2020 class was just in bad, like general and bad in terms of rankings, but like your top player from that class, Ricky white is gone. There's other players from that class that are gone. There's like six guys left from the 2020 class. And the, there's just no one here who's in their third or fourth season with Michigan State contributing who was a well-thought-of recruit because Henderson and Snow got hurt, and they were the two that were sort of the higher-ranked guys. Yeah. And there's just nothing really behind it. So when the 22 class are redshirt sophomores, third-year guys, and the 23 class are second-year guys, and the 24 class are true freshmen, that's when you're going to have a good quality depth of talent because – there's what, how many four starts we got in this class? 11, something like that. I think it's 11 less. Yeah, I think it is 11. Right? Less so respect, yeah. let's say they add like two or three more, add it to the nine last year. They're going to bring in 20, whatever, 22, four stars in the next, in these two classes. Let's say they repeat that again, sign a top 20 ish class, bring in another 13. You know, you're going to have 30 to 35, four star and higher players that are first, second, and third year. And now you're starting to build some depth. Now you're starting to actually build a sustainable winner, which like, and you can spackle as much as you want with a portal, but the portal's not a way to build a sustainable winning roster. Like there's a reason Ron, uh, Ronald Williams isn't at Alabama anymore. There's a reason Amir Spee's not at Georgia. It's not because they're bad. It's because they're not amazing. Right? Right. They're not great. They get, there's no shame in getting passed over by a first round pick who's a redshirt freshman which mm-hmm. happened to Amir Speed. Ringo at Georgia is going to yep. be a top 10 pick, and he was just better than him, so he got to play last year. And the rest of the guys on that defense were all first and second day picks. There's no shame in that, but it just mm-hmm. means he's not a you know a first, second, third, fourth, fifth round type player. He's a UDFA type player. He's good. Yeah. He's not great. You need a bunch of – like you need some great players <laughs> if you want to be consistently good. You need some guys who are going to be day one, day two picks, and they just don't have it right now. They have a couple like fringe NFL guys scattered across the roster. And like, honestly, Keon Coleman is like the shining example of this. Like the yeah. one guy who's a top 500 recruit, the one four star ish 
type guy signed by Michigan State that's actually playing is Keon Coleman, who you look at him, you're like, ah, that's what that looks like. Right. <laughs> that's what it's yeah. supposed to be. Well, yeah. now imagine there's 30 more of him, right? And he's not the only one. So that's what you're building towards, and that's going to take a couple of years, especially because the 2021 class got wiped out the way it did by COVID. Yeah, it, like short-term bombed, long-term, like still optimistic yeah. over here. And like uh, two quick things. Um, okay, so right now, before everyone like just, you know, t- tweets or comments below, okay, there are 14 commits for this class. Ten of them are four stars right now, but really yeah. – you could bring it up to 11 if you add Ken Talley, the four-star transfer from Penn oh, State. Sure. Sure. I, I will take liberty in that. So, yeah, as you far should. as I'm concerned, you absolutely we, should. We have, there's 11 four-stars in that class. And also, too, like, I, I think that we're all learning a, a hard lesson on what the transfer portal really is. Mm-hmm. I, I compare it to, like, a scratch-off lottery ticket where, look, a, bit, a lot yeah. of the times you're just going to scratch off $5. Hey, which is good. It's fun. Like, your yeah. speed. That's, that's a $5 five one. Bucks. That's something that's nice. a winner. I know, but then last year, oh my God, you scratched off a $600,000 winner in (laughs) Kenneth Walker. Yeah. And that's just not sustainable. Like, and I think that like, we're all starting to slowly learn that maybe I'm one of the the later people that learned this. Maybe I'm one of the earlier ones. I don't know. Everyone works at their own speed, but like, the transfer portal is not a complete overhaul, like plastic surgery. It's just like a bandage for a few areas. Yeah. Spackle. There we go. It's a good way to fill in holes. And right. occasionally you hit a Kenneth Walker, and I still think Jacoby Winman has uh, is a really good player. I think he's been yeah, in a really tough totally. spot because yeah. what's teams. around yeah. him and just right. the focus put on him the last two weeks has been ratcheted up. Yeah. Um, but you know those are both transfer ups. UNLV up. Wake right. Forest to Michigan State is it's you know it's ACC to Big Ten, but like it's still kind of an up transfer in terms of program prestige. The last. Yep. I know Wake Forest has been good, but still, it's like when yeah, you compare the, yeah. the football, like, okay, Michigan State's generally better than Wake Forest. Let's be adults about it. Yeah. Let's like, let's, let's have a real it. conversation. Yeah. But Wake like, Forest uh, is not Michigan State. Yeah. That that kid who's just uh, amazing for Florida State, the defensive end who came from Albany, right? And you look at oh, him, sure. like, okay. Yeah. Right. He was missed. Out of high school, we, we missed this one. We screwed this one up. Those are the ones that are the seem to be the really impactful transfers aside from the quarterbacks because that's its own thing because there can only be one guy and Justin Fields transfers sometimes. Yeah. The general yeah, well, like the Chris sure. Bogles, the the Ronald Williams, the Amir Speeds, the Chester Kimbros, good high school prospects that just didn't pan out. There's reasons why they're in the portal. They couldn't get on the field because other guys were better. Doesn't mean yeah. they're bad. It just means that they weren't good enough where they were for the most part to get on the field consistently in the way they wanted. And so if you're building your roster with all those, it's just, that's what you're going to get. That's kind of what Michigan state's got. They've got uh, a handful of sec guys who didn't make it a handful of mid to low three-star recruits and a couple of division two players. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, yeah. And here we are. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm not worried about, the long-term future, as long as the 23 class stays intact, which I think it will. And then he pulled a top 100 or top 200 kid from Miami in the 24 class, two days after getting destroyed by Minnesota. Right. I still think Mel has juice (laughs) on the trail. Like people like Mel coaches, like Mel trainers, like Mel recruits, like Mel, it's going to be fine. This year could suck. Like just make a bowl game. Let's get through it unscathed as possible. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And um, you know what? God, geez, we're 38 minutes in already. I didn't even check the time. Uh, any any final thoughts before I get into my five best bets that went absolutely atrocious last week? Uh, any, any, you any wanna, parting words? Do you want to talk about Scotty at all? I was trying to give him a day off on this podcast. Um, well, what's been said? Like, what have you guys been saying? What have people been saying? I don't listen. No, I, I yeah, I, I understand. Like, look, I I've pretty much said everything there is to be said possible about it. We're like, yeah, hey, you know, some players are hurt. He's not working with like a perfect unit, but also at the same time, like, if you're making over a million dollars, isn't it your job to yeah. notice that these players yeah. can't play in that scheme and then adjust accordingly, which you clearly haven't in the last year, and like, and then it just yeah. works up to the hype, like the, the the thesis of he's yeah. going to be the fall guy eventually, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so they're they're. We're reaching a point where there may have to be a fall guy. They could turn it around and be a respectable unit, and then you're starting to feel confident. I'll say a couple things. I know. It doesn't feel that way at all. But I'll say just let me just say a couple things. Yeah, Um, go for it. First thing, Pat Narduzzi's defense year three stunk. Yes. 
Yes, this is and, a good example. Yeah. And I'm not not at all listen to me. I'm not at all saying that Scotty is going to turn it around like Narduzzi did and Michigan State's going to be a defensive stalwart and he's going to be one of the best defensive coordinators in the country like Narduzzi was. Not saying that. I'm just saying that you get these weird in between weird in between years on a rebuild where the scheme is installed not the good new recruits don't quite know it yet the guys still around are in theory the like let's face it D'Antonio's worst class was his 2020 class and the second worst one was probably 2019 in terms of hit rate right yeah so you got that to deal with it's like it's this weird sort of in between bridge year and especially after they're successful it's like almost parallel to Michigan State under D'Antonio because they were they were nine and two going into Penn State uh to with a chance to win the Big Ten or share the Big Ten with Ohio State in 2008 and then the next year (laughs) they lost to Central Michigan went six and six and gave up 42 to Minnesota. Uh, coach by who was, uh, oh my God, I, I'm blanking. A really bad coach. Um, who I, I won't have the name for you. Sorry. Jerry who, Kill. Let's we'll no, call it Jerry Kill. Not Jerry Kill. But it, Jerry, it, Kill. It, oh, Jerry Kill's a good coach. Anyway. No, I know. He's fine. They had a really bad, disappointing third year. The defense was a big reason why, and people wanted Narduzzi fired. So this sort of thing happens even to really good coordinators. Yeah. Now. As for with Scotty, that said, with that right, said, with this, that said. Okay. <laughs> so the scheme is the scheme works if you have the right people. Um, so I keep hearing, That's and I, I keep do, hearing. so it's it, it, it you, you know, who Gus Bradley is, uh, yeah, Legion of Boom oh, defensive on. coordinator. I was gonna say, where, where is he now? Shoot, he's an assistant somewhere. He's a DC, he's a DC. Where the hell is he? He's coordinating yeah, somewhere. Anyway, up right now. Colts. 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 There you go. Yep. He was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks with the Legion of Boom. And then yeah. he was the, the, the Jags head coach when they were actually, I think, oh no, Marone had him good. He was bad there. Um, and then he's just kind of been bouncing around. But like this yeah. is the genesis of the scheme. It's going to play like two or three men up top. They're not going to blitz a ton. They're going to cover and they're going to stop the run without having to sacrifice. Yada, yada, yada. The scheme works. When it's done right, the scheme works. So it's not like a total scheme issue. Yeah. The problem is it's not being played properly. And I don't know. We don't know if that's because it's not being coached well, if it's not being picked up by the players. Like there's just some technique stuff that you look at. Chester Kimber on another defensive back are on an, they're they're lined up on what is it obvious. It's going to be a switch release where they have to switch places and run around each other when the ball snapped or else they're going to crash into each other. Like it's designed that way. And instead of staggering like they're supposed to, so they don't run into each other, they're standing hip to hip. And you're like, great, now you have to move extra distance to get around the guy that is going to pick you. Sweet. Awesome. So it's just stuff like that. It's like, is is that a detail that's being missed? Or is that just someone who's not that good at playing football? And I don't mean to pick on Kimbrough. You could pick anyone. There's a million different things. Sure. So that's that's something we just will never have an answer to. Is like, is this being properly taught? Which I would guess it is, and it's just not being played well. Like, is the cushion issue? I said this to someone because how many times have we seen a ten yard cushion on third and seven, and it's completed for seven yards? Like, I don't know, and I would assume that that's just a defensive back who's really bad at anticipating routes, seeing what's coming, being able to diagnose a play live and then make a play. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be off. You're supposed to see like, okay, oh, here's the break. Let me get in on it. It's like, no, they're a step late every single time. That to me is like an ability issue. So that's one thing. That said, now we'll get to the part where I criticize Scotty. Oh boy. Show time. I do think there's guys who are um being sort of like misused, I guess, like, or not being, let's put it this way. Guys who are playing a lot, aren't being put in the best position to succeed based on their skill sets. And I think they're realizing some of it because they have tweaks and things Uh, against Washington. They ran zone 67% of the time against the pass against Minnesota. They ran man like 70% of the time. You just clearly have a group that isn't well connected in the zone defense and pass defense. And that's why you get five busts for (laughs) huge gains. And so I was encouraged by that change, but then you look at it you're like, all right, our, our free safety, our quick safety, our small undersized athletic safety, quote unquote, got beat one-on-one by a tight end, not because physical matchup, because he just ran by him. Like, all right, well, we can't man him up then. If he can't hang with a big fat lumbering six, seven tight end, we can't man him up because he can't cover anyone. 
and that Angelo Gross who's now hurt and we'll sort of see what happens moving forward. So there's just, there's only so many things you can do. And like when Ben Van Summeren is lost in coverage and I promise I will get back to my, my point when Ben Van Summeren misses a, an assignment in zone or whatever, like let's stop asking players to do stuff they can't do. Thank you. Right. Right. If, if, if right. You have, what you, have, you have the deck you have. Right. Yeah. If you're if your linebackers aren't great at identifying zones, being in it, it's because it's a weird thing in football, being in an open space with no one around you trying to find someone to cover, playing zone pattern match defense. It's weird. You have to yeah. be able to identify route combinations and know, all right, this is where I gotta go. It's not just stand there, chop your feet, and watch the quarterback's eye and break on the ball. That doesn't work. This isn't the seventies. It doesn't work. You can't just stand there, chop your feet and break on the ball. So it's a lot that goes into playing a good zone defense. And it's kind of clear they can't do that. So if you have guys who can't do that, stop asking them to do that. Like let's maybe send number 13 on some blitzes. Let's, let's get him running after the quarterback. He's big, he's fast, he's strong. Mix it up. Let's throw him at the quarterback a little bit more often. Let's do that with Halliday a little bit. Let's try some false pressures. Let's, Let's send a corner here. Let's try to take some risks. Like, let's stop asking guys who can't do an adequate job navigating coverages or staying with their guy to do that. Amir Speed can man up and, and hang with a lot of people. Ronald Williams can as well. Um, Kendall Brooks can comfortably play in the box, right, and hit people. Like, let's yeah. let's lean on what guys can do and stop asking them to do what they can't do because that's what the scheme dictates. I don't need to see Ben Van Summeren trying to play hook to curl. He just, he can't do it. It's fine. But if you've got him on the field, he's the best option. Let's find something positive for him to do on third and seven instead of just play to everyone's strengths. Just, just, just play, play to strengths. Yeah. You know? That'd be my biggest yeah. criticism. He, they know the personnel way better than we ever will. They know right. what they can do within the scheme more than we ever will. People ask me all the time, like, what would you do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Like, I'm not the one making over a million dollars to yeah, figure it out. That's, yeah, that, that's my I, that's my comeback yeah, all the time. Like I'm the one making seven figures yeah. to, to I figure say, it out. Like, I know what I wouldn't do. And I wouldn't ask yeah. Ben Van Summeren to diagnose a difficult route concept. Like he's just, yeah. it's not in his skill. I wouldn't ask Chester Kimbrough to guard a six foot four slot receiver because it's just not a spot where he's going to win. It's just not. So I'm, I, if, I, if that's me, I'm doing everything I can to put those guys into positions where they're more comfortable, where they're doing stuff that they're actually good at. And that's going to leave holes. It is. If you're blitzing more often, if you're bringing both linebackers more often, it's going to leave holes. You're going to take more risks. But to that, I say, what the hell's the difference? Can it get worse? Uh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. (sighs) I just wanted to like broadly talk about the defense a little bit and Scotty. And like, I think Uh, there's certainly things that are being done. Not great, but it's also, it's like, you play the hand you're dealt. It's not a great hand right now. He could be playing it better. I think, I think all the defensive staff could be playing it better. No kidding. Yeah. It's it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be a good unit, but it shouldn't be this bad. Well, speaking of bad, well, last week I went one four in best bets. Uh, Hey, still 13 to 12 on the season though. So that's right. We're still in the black, not by much, but we're still in it. Uh, And so, Hey, five best bets uh, under 60 in MSU versus Maryland. You're not in the black, by the way, you're losing to the VIG. You're at 52. You need to be at 52.9. Okay, that's 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 enough for Sorry. you. Uh, Michigan minus 11 at Iowa. Why not? I don't trust Iowa to score more than seven <laughs> points this game. Over 50 and a half in Georgia Tech at Pitt. That's oh, right. If you like, what? It's like, this, I, I, this is like the fourth time this season I've picked a Pitt game this season. <laughs> Iowa minus three at Kansas. That storybook has to end eventually. And yeah. uh, Illinois plus seven against Wisconsin. Uh, the, the fighting Brett Bielmas. So if you want to fade that. And go five and zero. Oh. Those are the picks right there. So, do you want mine? Yeah. yeah do I have please. to stick college? I got a couple uh, NFL ones I really like. Let's do NFL. Yeah, no one's listening anymore at this point. Who who cares? Let's okay. do NFL. Yeah. All right. I got Niners at home minus one and a half against the Rams. Okay, Makes like that. Absolutely no sense. If you're listening to this, when's this Just being published? It. Right now. Uh oh yeah oh this will be on Thursday night. Yeah, I'll publish okay. this on YouTube Thursday right. night. Yeah. It's up to four and a half now. I got it at three because I'm a super oh, genius. Um, okay, look at you. Big yeah, brain I got, yeah. yeah, Bengals minus whatever it is. It's four and a half now, so maybe. But yeah, Bengals minus the points tonight against the uh, Miami Dolphins because the Love Dolphins it. defense just played 90 snaps in 600 degree heat. 
And Tua might have half of a brain. I don't you don't know, know about Tua. Um, I got I got the the Roadrunners meet meet minus five and a half UTSA Middle Tennessee big letdown spot after beating Miami. Oh sure, love that actually. Yep. Uh, let me see other ones that I like. I got like Florida State minus six and a half against Wake Forest. Wake Forest heartbreaker put a lot into an overtime game. Lost Clemson and Florida State's quietly just been good. Like they're good. And I hate to see that. I hate to see <laughs> that just, too. I, I, yeah. I like when Florida State was bad. That was fun. <laughs> it's more fun yeah. when they're bad. It's, um, it's great. Yeah. It's great for the sport when Florida State is bad, you know? <laughs> and, and Miami too. Miami's taking care of their end of the bargain, but like Florida State needs to like simmer down over there. It is it's funny. Like college football is better when Texas, USC, and Michigan are good. Like, no, Texas uh, college football is nope. better when Florida State stinks. Uh, uh, correct. Talking about yeah. the Knowles. Um, let me get you one more. Yeah, please. Um God, that was I, I took the over in Washington, UCLA. Don't feel awesome about it. Oh, I like this one. I got Ole Miss minus six and a half hosting Kentucky. Okay, um, I like that actually. Ole a lot Miss too. was yeah. kind of stumbling around drunk last week for parts of the game, but when they're like yeah. focused and good, they're whoever they're playing, someone from the MAC. Um, but when they're locked yeah. in, like it's a, it's kind of they're good, they're really good, and I, I like Kentucky. I think Kentucky is actually pretty good. Um, Ole Miss is great at playing down in their competition. Like yeah, elite I think, at playing down in yeah, their competition. If Ole Miss plays well, like they're going to beat Kentucky by fourteen. Yeah, no doubt so, about and it. And I think they we'll, play well because it's a conference game. Sure. Yes, yeah, something to play for. You know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we well, did, this was an hour. This is delightful. Oh yeah, the the, the higher ups at Lockdown are going <laughs> to absolutely love this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a whatever all caps email. I think tomorrow, being like, uh, whatever happened to shows under 30 minutes? And I tough shit. Don't have an answer Oop. for them. I, I don't. Cuss. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, we we almost made it the whole show. Wow, it's like blowing a perfect game in the ninth inning with two hey, outs, yeah. two strikes. But hey, here we are. Uh, Gee darn it, fudge. I, yeah, hey, hey, that's hey, why hey, David Blau so, got cut from the Lions because they they yeah. saw hard knocks. He was like <laughs> fudge. <laughs> we can't have this dude on our team. And, and, and you know what they do? They, they ship him right to Minnesota to hang out with Kirk Cousins, who's the exact same. So they're like, I know just the spot for you, David Blau. What a Blau. horrible Kirk. quarterback room. Hey, no, Kirk Cousins the is lamest, my goat. Nope, Kirk Cousins is my quarterback captain, room in the history goat, of football. The winningest uh, quarterback room in the history of football. Uh, Kirk Cousins will not – I will not accept Cousins slander on this podcast. Fair enough. Um, he, even though he's kind of – earned it in a way but hey nope Kirk Cousins my goat uh all right on that note hey Will go have yourself a great weekend man and uh same with you everyone else if you're even still listening to the show Will can you say a random word I like to do this with guests when we run long can you say a random word no okay uh tweet at me and Will the word no to uh, let us know that you're still listening you're not going to win anything uh you're just going to get acknowledgement and uh I'm just going to be no, really don't. shocked that you're still listening so uh tweet no at Will or me don't on tweet Twitter the word and- no Tweet yeah. the actual drill tweet. Oh, wow. wow. That's for extra credit right there. I believe it's pinned. <laughs> I believe it's still pinned to his page. So the drill okay. tweet right. of no, send that to Matt. Don't send it to okay. me. I'm not going to see it. You got it. Again, for, for no prizes, there, there's really no benefit to doing this other than um, just to make us feel a little better that someone actually out there listened for 53 minutes uh, on this. Well, all right. Hey, on that note, everyone enjoy your weekend. Love you all. Go green. Toodles.